Oh, I have one of my favorite people on the planet, Casey Stern, joining us. The Katie thing is resolved. And folks, I know you've been annoyed. Some of you, at least the vocal minority maybe, are just upset about the KD talk. You're going to get one more, David. Tough, you know what. Uh, but there's an impact here on the Warriors. And, and I want to talk with Casey Stern about the bookmakers and why, despite the fact that the Nets are overrated, despite the fact that the Lakers are trash, the oddsmakers still put them up there as favorites or, or totally overinflate them. I'm going to explain why, but most importantly, we're going to get Casey Stern's insights that's all coming up next. This is Locked On Warriors. <laughs> you are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. In addition to the YouTube show, you can follow Casey Stern, former host of NBA on TNT, former host of NBA TV, current host of Unfiltered. Just search Casey Stern wherever you get podcasts or on your, on your YouTube app or on your computer. Just search Casey Stern. If you're watching this, he's pointing right to it. And he accepts DM, ladies. So drop those in there. He is wide open. Casey, how are you doing, brother? It's great to see what's going on in your world. I'm good, man. I'm good. I just, I just, I, you broke the news for me because when you said the KD situation is resolved, my first thought was it is because I think it's like I think I think we're in we're in temporary resolve. This is like oh, this is like after you know it's a family show, but this is like you know in a bad relationship, really good makeup sex doesn't mean you're going to then have a great month that follows that. True. Usually, it may you get like three four days. So I think he just bought like three, four days. I mean, I don't think it's over. I don't think it's over. <laughs> so well, if, at the moment, at least tempers have calmed. They supposedly had a meeting. One minute Kevin Durant says he doesn't want Sean Marks ever again or Steve Nash ever again. The next minute they're grabbing lunch at Koi in LA. I don't know the actual restaurant. That's just the trendiest first name that comes up in my mind. But how does this work, man? You've been in the NBA circles for years. How is it that one minute somebody's talking this much trash about you and then the very next minute, everything's copacetic. Like, is it like do, do, do player people like Sean Marks and, and and Steve Nash? Is it in their head to just dismiss it? It's just business. Um, is it is it in their head still, and they're just kind of like keeping quiet for now? Like, how does this all work, man? Look, this reminds me of like so it, dealing with baseball. They deal with arbitration all the time, right? And it was you know it's it's actually discussed in the Derek Jeter doc that they just had the thirty for thirty. Where when you're in an arbitration situation, you're basically, no matter how good a player you are, you're walking into a meeting and listening to your bosses tell you how much you suck and everything that's wrong. And then you have to get out of that room and somehow, like, kumbaya, everybody, like, hugs it out. This reminds me of that. But I think desperation is the answer, right? The Nets, let, let's do the quick review. It, right right yeah. when you and I ended our last conversation, is exactly dead on where it was. The, the Nets were desperate to... to Save face enough to say, hey, look, we're trying to trade you, but give the craziest offers they could, which means if you take it, we'll do it. But if you don't take it, we know Katie's going to play for us because we know he's going to play, right? Katie is trying to make everybody hate him as much as humanly possible there, even throw Steve Nash under the bus and the Zamboni, even though he brought Nash in, we all know it. And that didn't work. And the Nets couldn't get a trade. And Memphis, even Memphis is like, no, Desmond. I'm not giving you Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain has been in the deal like Bain would have been more valuable. Desmond 
Spain's been in the, in the, in the, in the spotlight for, for like three seconds, and they're like naming him for Gambit. Nobody wants to put up with the Nets. They knew that they weren't serious. They knew they didn't want to trade him. So when both sides get desperate enough, I think it comes to a point where, who knows, KD could have gotten on the phone with Kyrie, and Kyrie could have said, dude, I'm stuck here. The least you could do is play for a year, right, and then recomplain and start started over again. That could have happened. Very fair, right? I mean, Kyrie's going to be there, eh? And why is he there? Because KD wanted him there in the first place, right? Right? I, I think behind the scenes, desperation on both sides. And, and, you know, now the question becomes, can everybody move past it? And the answer I have for you is no. No. That would be N-O. No chance. No way. No how. Never going to happen. <laughs> Neither side is past it. Steve Nash looks at Kevin Durant and says, you didn't want me here? Like, you know, are you serious? Like, how am I supposed to? Imagine the huddle. Just imagine. You got Kyrie who lives on a different earth than we live on. And Steve Nash trying to tell Katie what to do, which, I mean, Katie, which, which personality do you tell, right? Not a good situation. Not a good situation. Um, yeah, and look, man, on yesterday's show... <laughs> On, yes on yesterday's show, uh, you know, I went off on Kyrie. We did a live episode, you know, and I decided to address the, the people in the chat room because there's always Kyrie defenders out there. Take away the vaccine stuff, all right? And my point yesterday was take all that crap away because that's become so damn divisive. I'm, I'm clearly not going to convince the, the morons out there who think otherwise, fine. But I think we're, we're like at a 99% uh, uh, same page level in terms of the flat earth stuff maybe in terms of burning sage stuff. My whole issue with someone of his influence espousing for a damn year. This was not like a week where he said this. It was a year he was believing the earth is flat. And he has tremendous influence. You have kids believing him. You have adults believing him. You still have people defending him. Yeah, how is that going to work, man? Tell, tell the world about Kyrie. Because you, I love when you express your thoughts on Kyrie. Floor is yours, please. The thing with Kyrie, to your point, Let's just stay on basketball, right? What are the great things Kyrie has done on the basketball court? Dribble a lot and dribble some more. And his handles are great. And he hit that one shot against the Warriors from the left baseline. What else has he done? Not won anywhere by himself. <laughs> not led anyone. Not helped anyone be better been a pain in the neck, been selfish, not passed the ball when he's needed to, taken bad shots. The list goes on and on. So for, for me, to your point, if you just take basketball alone, he's still a pain in the ass. And he's, a, he's a great talent, but he's not as talented as Kevin Durant. He's not. Kevin Durant, if you got to do one-man show, I'd rather hand, the, hand it to Kevin Durant, right? Then I would to I mean, look, go back to the Bucks game a couple of years ago that he almost won by himself. He scored 50 points, right? Kyrie, where, where are Kyrie's big moments? Oh, you mean when LeBron was on the floor and all the defense was paying attention to LeBron, right? Let's be honest. Kyrie got hurt. Jason Tatum, as a kid, took them to game seven against LeBron and almost knocked out the Cavaliers. Yep. Kyrie then came back, was there the next year, and they were a failure, all right? Kyrie Irving is... I used to say this about like great hockey players that like just didn't get it done. They would be like overrated figure skaters. He's an overrated dribbler who his philosophies are, are terrible. His basketball IQ, I don't know. His talent's great. That's what he is. And guess what? You can win when that guy's your second best if you have somebody who can carry you. 
like Steph Curry, like LeBron James, right? If Kyrie was on the Warriors, I think they'd just find a way to make it work because that's what the Warriors do in their culture. How about the Nets culture? What do we? It's like a throat culture. We don't know anything about the Nets culture. So, and by the way, Ben Simmons going to play center. You want to talk about that? You hear that report today? Now, Ben Simmons going to play center is the rumor. I mean, they're going to make him like the great defender. Like, this is what, what is he, Rudy Gobert? I mean, I can't, I mean, honestly. This Nets thing, if there ever was a team that needed hard knocks, and I know it's the NBA, how great would this show be? Oh, how my great God. would this show be? How great would just hard knocks in the NBA be? I mean, oh, yeah, that would be amazing. It would be amazing. That would be phenomenal you're that's you're on to something there than man the nfl way better than the nfl <laughs> no you're clearly on to something there because and with the nba you only have 12 guys so you're going to be getting a lot more insights uh, no, or 14 15 whatever it is uh we're gonna in just a moment um i want to play for you this insanely awesome uh clip from draymond green it's about two minutes in length he was at the rico hines basketball clinic with some other nba players and a lot of his speech was focused on defense something kyrie irving does not do by the way uh but and and it's a great this is a great sound clip you guys are gonna, you folks will love this but first have to uh read this uh this uh psa from the national highway transportation safety agency so let's say you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks a few becomes a few too many casey this is for you especially pay attention as the I mean, evening I, I comes to an end down actually at the time but go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> as the as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out you think of calling for a ride right Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't top everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, Casey Stern. Play it safe and plan Sorry, man. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. No, Casey Stern's not an alcoholic. I was kidding. Drive sober or get pulled over. You are locked on Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For your second listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. You can follow Casey Stern, host of Unfiltered on all podcast platforms. Go on YouTube, just search Casey Stern and and enjoy the show i saw your your uh, some parts of your clip today your rants uh you decided to not have a guest on your program that was epic you are when it comes to rants i feel like you are they're second to none Thank you have you. nailed that genre I sir bravo when it comes to being a complete degenerate who loses his mind in front of a microphone yet does it eloquently i'm your guy <laughs> but and that's what drink, the media and don't, yeah, and don't the drink and drive but and don't drink a drug, absolutely. Yeah, drink a drug. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to play this uh, this sound clip from uh, uh, Draymond Green. Um, this was part of that Rico Hines basketball clinic, um, and this was fantastic. And I'm really stoked that they edited out all the expletives because Draymond Green has a potty mouth. Shame on you, buddy. I'm kidding. I don't care less. But uh, for the kids watching, this is awesome. So here is Draymond Green. I started talking to you. You started getting the ball. You want to take jump shots? and never crashed the offensive board again. You're not gonna make your shooting jump shots. 
you're going to make it by hustling and getting offensive rebounds, getting stops. You know what I'm saying? Gabe, I just beat you in all these sprints. That's bullshit. And it's my first time on the court. Up and down. That's bullshit. You trying to make a team. How are you going to make it? If Pascal Siakam is outrunning you, if Fred Van Vliet is outrunning you, you'll never fight. You know what I'm saying? So we can talk IQ shit all we want. But at the end of the day, motherfuckers got to play a role in the NBA. Yes. It's two motherfuckers on a team that can do what the fuck they want to do. And 13 other motherfuckers, they got to play a role. <laughs> that can do what the fuck they want to do. Everybody else got a role. So you're going to either master your role or you're going to get the fuck out. And it's just that simple. And running hard, two-minute sprint? Really? Motherfuckers on the job? That's bullshit. You don't work hard. And don't tell me, oh, it's just the end. Because that's the end of the fucking playoffs. Ask them how hard it is to win a championship. It's the end. Why motherfuckers lose? Because they can't get to the end. You can't get to the end. So I watched y'all do this two-minute sprint, and maybe 10 people took it serious. There's 40 motherfuckers in here. Maybe 10 people took it serious. Why? Because you think you're done? Well, you won't make it to the end. That shit's hard as fuck. And when you finish, you're exhausted. And everybody sitting here, nobody's exhausted. You don't push your fucking self. It's like 35 motherfuckers. Do this. The lounge right there, they stop. You don't want it. You gotta want this shit, man. We can talk IQ. We can talk all of this shit. But at the end of the day, the motherfucker who wanted more is going to get it. So I promise you, I'm going to want it more. Ain't nobody going to want it more than me. I may not be the best ball handler, shooter, but ain't nobody going to fucking want it more than me. And that's a skill. That's a skill that, by the way, anyone can possess. Anyone can have that. And, and talk about just a great metaphor for life, man. I mean, you could apply that to anything. Even in the media game, how many people want to be the star? I'm happy with my Locked On Warriors niche, man. This is my role. I love it. What are your thoughts on Draymond Green, who, on a side note, this is the, the hardest I've ever seen him work during the offseason. He looks like he's in incredible shape right now. So encouraging. Your thoughts, Casey Stern? I, look, I think a couple of things. Number one, I think that's why he succeeds. The way that you just saw his mentality is why he wins. That's why he wins. And the, the first guys that I thought of as he was talking, and I'm curious like, if people were happy like names pop in their head just as a fan covering or covering a sport where Draymond Patrick Beverly Marcus Smart those are the first three guys I thought of and they're all different players yep. but Patrick Beverly is not a a, a supreme, he's a very good defender but he's a he's a great defender because he wants it he's a great defender because he refuses and is relentless right yep that's it's yep. As, that's the skill he uses to play defense right Marcus Smart, dive on the floor and do anything. Even the more he became a big, bigger part of their offense, you know what didn't disappear? Him diving into the stands and doing anything that he can to go get those 50-50 balls, right, the way that I think about it. These are the guys who win those. That's how you win games within the margins. And I think, you know, part of what happens in the NBA and people don't talk about is, and it's, it's similar in baseball and football, but not, not the same. Those rosters are bigger. There's only a few guys that make an NBA team. Think how difficult it is to get there. The guys who yep. get there on the end of the bench were the best player in their town. They were the best player in their state. They were the best player at their school. They were the best player at a conference. They were the best player in the G League. They were the best player in any other league. 
Then they get here, and you're just scratching and sniffing to get in. Yep. And to me, that mentality is something that if you don't have leadership like Draymond and those guys, those, those veterans, Udonis Haslam, great example, right? Why yeah. is he so valuable? Iggy when he was here, right? All that. If you don't have those guys to help these kids understand that, hey, look, you're not the stud anymore, yeah. right? So now you've got to get your ego out of the way and find a way. A lot of guys can't do that. A lot of guys yep. fail at this level because they average 25 in college at some small school. They get drafted in the first round because of all the ways they jump and all these combine things, and then they can't hack it when they get to the bigs. Can't get there. You're absolutely right, man. That, that, is, that is a great way to put it. And I, you know, I, I do a, a podcast with Rick Barry, and we talk about defense a lot. And as someone, I played basketball for a long time in my life. Um, defense is not that complicated a lot of, of being of what being goes into being a great defender is the hustle aspect of it. it 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 blows my mind a little bit how many players just don't want to do that like James Harden comes to mind a lot like Kyrie Irving comes to mind players that just kind of stand there and just want to be the focus offensively and then when it comes to defense they just kind of half-ass it I don't know if they're doing that to save energy but then you think of players like Clay Thompson who like give their all on both sides um yeah man so so kudos to Draymond Green I also want to play this clip, I believe, yesterday. Was it today or is it yesterday that was the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's passing, which pretty much just put the world in the dark? I mean, the world has changed forever. I mean, the pandemic started soon after that. Um, I really do feel like Kobe Bryant died and the world just went, yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with you people. <laughs> like, so was that today or yesterday? I can't remember. We're recording this on I, August 24th. I don't remember the date that I, – I thought it was earlier. I, I, don't, I don't remember the exact date. I, I just know that I was on – the air the day uh, that he passed, the night that we did yeah. that show on NBA TV for hours. And it was with, I think it was with Grant and Zeke and Candace. And it was one of the, the more like emotional nights, not for, I, not for, as a fan, I think we all, you, you know, everybody's got their own feelings. Forget about you, Kobe, if he's on your team, but you, you, you feel sad. I always say this. It's like, you're more sad. I think if you're a human being, because somebody that young, it lost their life and other people in that, but right. I mean, that's the first thing I go to. I don't care. Like when they put their lower third on TV, how many points they scored. I don't really care. Like we're talking about somebody's life at that point. Yeah. Right. Um, but to see the people in the NBA family and their relationship with him and just how sad they were, it's like, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it, it was, it was, you know, probably the weirdest time I, I was on air doing NBA was I was on air the night that Craig Sager passed and hosted that show. And this was probably second to that in terms of it's just it's it's a weird it's a weird dynamic because you're talking about somebody and you're you're like, you know, look, I don't care how many championships or how great a player he was. This is a father, a husband, a human. And, yep. for, and don't forget, there are a lot of other people who were there who passed away, too. Very sad. Yeah. And and, and I don't know about you, but I, I really felt like it was such a shock because of all the people that I would have envisioned passing away at a young age. Kobe Bryant was just not one of them. I just, I really thought he would be like 90, 100 years old someday, just still espousing, uh, you know, opinions on basketball. It was a shock, man. And, you know, that's, I, I sympathize with everyone in the, in the, the Laker uh, fan base and just everyone, period. I mean, this, this, I like, I didn't, I, I love Kobe, man. I, I did love him as a, as a human being. I love his intensity, his drive for winning. Um, You don't see that that often. Um, I did, I did. I liked him a lot as a human being and as a player. Um, you know, it, it was a shock, dude. It was just crazy the impact. And yeah, if you were Kevin, you were working Kevin, on 
if Kevin Durant had Kobe's mentality, he could lead the Nets to a championship no matter where he was with them. Absolutely. He's talented, he's talented enough to do it. 100% with you on that. And and sp- and I want to play this um this Kobe uh soundbite real quick. Um uh, simply because he was talking about uh uh the Warriors and more specifically the, the Splash Brothers um and and this quote. I remember this like watching this when this interview first played and I thought, "My god, if this is how Kobe feels, the Warriors dynasty is real, man." So here's Kobe just real quickly talking about uh Steph and Clay. Has a a Kobe instinct about them. No, that's, you know, there's several of them, I think, out there right now that approach the game, you know, extremely, extremely seriously. And I get a kick out of watching Golden State play because, you know, they seem very unassuming. You know, Clay and Steph seem very calm and nice guys. And, you know, those guys are stone cold killers, man. They don't, they don't care about what you think of them. They don't care about if they make a game winning shot or miss it. They're out there to do their job. And, you know, they have a very, Strong sense of uh, killer instinct. There you go, man. And I've, and I've seen other players say that as well. And Dub Nation, you are stoked that that is the backcourt for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Got to give some love to, to Bet Online here, real quick, and pay attention to this read because we're going to get into some interesting spreads. BetOnline.net okay. is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online sports for odds, lines, and games. Uh, and I want to share this line because ever since Kevin Durant uh, supposedly resolved things and, and everything's copacetic for the moment uh, over in Brooklyn Nets land, um, then the line has been revised. Um, so right now, I want to share actually, I'm sorry, I want to share this screen here, which I'm like struggling finding. Here we go. All right. So for the YouTube audience, you can see this. I'm obviously going to enunciate this for people listening on the podcast. Um, the Brooklyn Nets title odds went from 14 to 1. To 15 to 2 or 7.5 to 1, just overnight, the moment this thing got resolved. What's really crazy about this for the 2023 NBA championship odds, the Golden State Warriors were initially the favorites. And as time has gone on, they're now third. They're behind the Brooklyn, I'm sorry, yeah, they're behind the Boston Celtics, who are now five to one, clear-cut favorites to win the title next year. The Milwaukee Bucks are ahead of them. I don't understand that. And then the Brooklyn Nets, what a joke right behind the Warriors at seven and a half to one, along with the Clippers. That's the only one that makes sense to me is the LA Clippers. Your thoughts on this. Okay. I, I think this is a gambling thing. This is not, do these people really think they're going to win? Two things. One, 100%. it's the American idol. I'm voting for the people who people aren't voting for because those yes. votes are already split. So the West, I don't know if the Suns, I don't know if the Warriors, right. And, and to me, it's really the, the field after that. Um, you know, so, you know, I feel like the East is easy. I'll take the Celtics or I feel strongly. The East is easy. I'll take the bucks and the odds are better. And the West, I mean, I can't figure out if I want to be in golden State's pocket or Phoenix's, or do I want to get better odds with a Dallas or a Denver, right. And take a shot with their guys coming back healthy. I think it's, it's that the other thing is, I think that people are just dumb and that's, that's important to understand. There are a lot of dumb people in this world. Okay. No offense, but we have seen, forget about just vaccinations, but presidents, and we've got all kinds of other stuff. I mean, you know, we got, we got a, you know, a guy who's a unicorn at seven feet dribbling like a guard with 19 burner accounts who's running our life right now. Who the hell are we? And by the way, can I just say quickly, and I don't want to yes. take this off the rails. Yes. Why are you making me look bad? So I just started doing a podcast a few months ago. I have no idea how to use any of this software. You're sharing screens. You're playing video clips. 
Like, what class did you go to that I could find out how to go to? I don't know how to do any of that crap. I'm like, I'm like, this is like, this is like, I'm I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm like an and one tournament for podcast hosts. And you're like, you need like a new nickname with like all the the razzle dazzle. I mean, I'm just like sitting there just look, man, I'm just trying to be as as, as good as the hundred percent I could give. You know what I mean? My gosh. Well, first of all, I hope I hope you hear from Locked On soon. I put in your name. Like it would be a travesty on their part if they don't recruit you. I, I don't talk and about then, business dealings on the air, but if they're watching in their meeting that they have, I want to tell you that I really would enjoy to work with you, and that my phone number and DMs are available for you to call me anytime. And DMs are always open for anyone, not just uh, Locked On. Always execs. open for anyone. It's not a male or female. <laughs> anyone. Dogs, cats. Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I will teach you off the air all that stuff, man. It's 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 actually not yeah. rocket science, but uh, look, you're much newer than this than I am. You were a, a big time TV star, like you had everyone doing oh, things yeah. for you. You had producers, yeah. so this is a whole I new world Kevin for Arnold you, on man. Wonder Years for anybody who didn't notice. That's that's where. <laughs> By the way, I did sell cars for six months of my life. I was 18, and I sold cars for like six months at a, at a Ford dealership in Long Island, and they called me Wonder Years on the lot. Yeah, why? they said I look like Fred Savage, like at the time. Oh, that's a, I, I would say that's yeah. a compliment for the record. Yeah. Oh, that's a compliment. my God, are you so, kidding? They didn't say dude, I look Fred's- like Paul Pfeiffer, and then I could have been like, hi, I'm Marilyn I'm Manson. Uh, anyway, you know, that whole thing. People, people are like, the, are they the same? they're not the same guy, are they? No, they're they not really, like- but that was like okay, a thing yeah, they that look- people thought was real. It was like, you know, it was like Kyrie's thoughts on the earth. Like, it's like, no, that's not how it is. That is fascinating. And, and just to add on to that, yes. So for people that aren't familiar with the whole gambling, uh, you know, paradigm, bookie, most bookies, the people who are actually setting these lines. These are brilliant human beings. These are people who have PhDs in statistics, whether it's at prestigious American or global uh, uh, universities. And like you said, they don't set these odds based on who they think the favorites are. They're basing it on all these morons out there and what they think. And that just goes to show just how ignorant so many of these basketball fans are. Because, again, if you look at these lines, the Lakers are uh, the eighth. They're eighth. I'm sorry. They're seventh in the in the overall list. That The book, the, the odds makers have placed the Lakers at, with the seventh highest odds to win the world championship. Folks, the Lakers are probably not going to make the play-in. But because of LeBron James, because of the Lakers, the Brooklyn Nets are now fourth. Because well, of Kevin that's Durant, ridiculous. that's ridiculous. The Nets, this already the Brooklyn Nets for the re- think these these teams going to play well. Like and now the East is weaker. I get that, but would you take the Nets over the Celtics or the Bucks? I would. Hell no, no. Hell no, absolutely not, man. And now, and now, like I'm hearing, I'm hearing speculation that Jason Tatum supposedly might have had a broken wrist in the NBA Finals, which is such a ridiculous cop out move to put to pull this late in the game. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't even know if the Celtics are going to go back. I, I don't. There's a huge part of me that thinks the Celtics mentally and morally were destroyed from that NBA Finals experience. Some teams don't recover from that. Um, yeah, it's, it's asinine. The Brooklyn Nets, I will guarantee you, unless the Brooklyn Nets make some sort of crazy move during the season and, and, and shake up the roster, they are not coming out of the Eastern Conference, man. And if they somehow do, which I know they're not, they're not beating the Warriors. Let me ask you this. Who is your top three? T- take the bookies aside. Now let's approach this logically. Who are your top three favorites in the NBA to win the world title next year? Uh, Golden State, Phoenix, Milwaukee. Why Fe- Why are you so high in Phoenix, man? I'm, I'm curious about because that. Because I don't I, look to me. There's something about like there are certain players who just they win. I mean, I I, yeah. I, I would always say it's like you know, when Chris Paul got injured, people were like, you know, hey, he got injured, so they lost the Golden 
Golden State Warriors. Did people realize James Harden was still on the team? Like, was he not supposed yeah. to do anything? Like, yeah. They still could have won. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's like, I, I, I look, I'm a big money guy, and I believe that Phoenix has found a way to kind of maximize, and they got a lot of depth, and I'm, I'm a big fan of what they, they do. I, 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 I just, I believe the West is stronger than the East, so I'm going to pick, you know, if I'm going to win the championship, I'm going with Western conference teams i like denver i do i like Jokic. i think murray back healthy porter jr could be healthy it's like okay they could really be scary and i know draymond he's going to talk about that i think it was on reddick's podcast um the east for me I, I still think milwaukee over boston because i'm a i'm a big believer let's go back back to the draymond thing you played there are certain winners that like they have a will that is different Giannis yes. is built differently yes. this is a guy who is a different character he in the offseason after they got knocked off, I imagine him t- taking like one day with his family and then saying, sorry, honey, get back into the gym. And I got to fix and be better. And that's how that team follows his, yeah. his lead. I think Milwaukee is going to be very difficult to be East this year. I'm curious your take on that. I think because I'm, just, I'm, a, oh, I agree. I'm a big believer in Giannis. And I, I think yes. whatever they needed to fix up, I think they will better themselves. I think Milwaukee I'm, is the best team in the East this year. 100% with you. I think they're the, the easily the favorites coming out of the East. The only this is why I'm a little shocked about the Phoenix thing. You and I are on the same page about almost everything. Like you're not you're you're not you're not I'm mentioning the, sun, the Clippers. I thought locked up. paid by the Suns. I just wanted to you didn't know. But you're uh, you're forgetting the Clippers. You don't think the Clippers are I don't are a better forget team? them. I would have them I would have them in the fourth spot probably. I mean look okay, I, I, right. I I think Ty Lu for me always puts everybody higher up on the list cuz I think he's a hell of a coach. Um he I why. They also have a lot of different pieces. And to me, mm-hmm. that is always a great thing. First of all, they have a lot of guys who are injured all the time and have to be load managed all the time and never seem to be healthy at the same time, right? So I've seen teams like this, and a lot of times they don't get in this. Look, very reminiscent of like the Nets when, you know, let, let's, get, let's get 100 different guys on the same page, and then still it ended up they're all hurt and KD's trying to score 60 to help us win. I, I like the Clippers, but I just, to me, it's about when you get into the playoffs, it's a team element thing. I got a lot of eye on that Clippers, and I'm not sure that the team necessarily works together as well as, to me, Golden State, clearly. Milwaukee, in my opinion, no. I, I'm a big believer in Boston in that sense, and I think you saw it last year. But I, I just, I think they kind of outkicked their coverage a little bit the way they played down the stretch. I don't think they're as good as the Bucks are. I don't. There you go. I'm and I'm 100 with you about the Bucks. Uh, to me, it's Bucks Warriors right now. It's very yeah, early. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I'm 100 with you. And Ty, remember, Tyler, I respect him as a coach tremendously, but he's never won more than 47 games in a regular season. And then the thing with the Suns, Chris Paul. I mean, you he's look at his postseason numbers. He's, he's and he's 107 years old. Absolutely. By the way, that was the longest ad read in in broadcasting history. Uh, just to finish up, uh, Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Wrapping things up, you got to run. Do we have time for? What's your calendar? Do, do you have to run? Are you are you up against clock? Time to go. Like two minutes, if you want to hit. Something. Two minutes. Okay, then sure. I'll save the Sean Marks spiel for another show because I had his I have his whole resume in front of me, and I was going to list all the f ups that he has done in his career. Oh my god! There's what do you what, 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 what do you what do you do? Egg your house? No, yeah. but but. He annoyed I mean, me. I don't. I don't like arrogance, man. It's such a turnoff no, me for me. Neither. And and all I no, sense from him was just me arrogance neither. this offseason. Just me for the for the trade. I know. I know he had a bigger picture in play, which is he never wanted yes. KD to leave. Exactly right. It's exactly but it's right. it's still. It was just so. The whole thing was just so damn insulting to me. As much as KD deserves ninety five percent of the blame, 
Marx deserves blame too, man. And I just, I don't know. I just see people hype him up so much. I remember like a year ago, I'd, I'd come out and say opinions and the, and the response would be like, well, Sean Marks didn't want him. I'm like, well, who cares what Sean Marks wants? Like, why, why is his opinion so damn valid? Just because he had Popovich as a mentor for a year or two? I, anyway, so yeah, I was going to blast him, but we'll save that for another show. Anything else you want to promote, man? I, I could uh, talk to Jump on Unfiltered. Uh, please get on the bandwagon, Unfiltered Revolution. Uh, if In my Twitter bio, you'll see you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, and I've got all kinds of videos there, including I always put up videos like and, and you know throw them on there when we do stuff together. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be your uh, Ed McMahon, or uh, who who was the guy that Conan had? He was, he was my Ed McMahon. No, 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 dude, dude yeah. come on, man, come on. I'm gonna be, yeah. dude. You're 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 former right, you're Mr. Lin, you're, I'm your Linda McMahon. No, dude, you're Mr. For, you're Mr. Stephanie former McMahon? Jim McMahon. Yeah, well, Linda McMahon was was uh, yeah. Vince McMahon, the the wrestling guy's wife. I know right? that. Yeah, I just yeah. Come, how Correct. do you know who that is? Come on, man. I don't know Linda how. Yeah, and then I don't know who Ed McMahon's yes. wife was. I love Ed McMahon. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if she's available. She could DM me. No, it's that's, you that's are correct, not, sir. It's not appropriate, but, dude. Casey, you're a former NBA on TNT host. I mean, no one's going to be. You're not going to be an Ed McMahon to anyone. All right, like I, I, I am. I am happy to be anyone's Ed McMahon uh, I, as, lo as long as I have a seat at the table. You know, it's your like humility is is an incredibly positive trait. Uh, but no, you're the star, man. You're the star, <laughs> dude. It's always a pleasure. Um, uh, keep pleasure. it going with the beautiful family there. For people watching on YouTube, those are his three kids right behind you. Um, how's the summer going with the kids, man? Everything good? I know it's wrapping up. You're in it's, sweltering uh, Georgia. It's uh, it's it has. I don't think it's been sunny here in like six days. So they must be shooting a Stephen King film here. But other than that, I feel like I'm in the mist, uh, which nobody even saw. So nobody. Even I saw it. That That's a creepy ass it's, movie, it's man. It's not Sierra Mist. It's the Mist. Um, that is a creepy movie, by the way. Yeah, creepy. Kids are back in school. Everything's good. And you know, right now I'm just uh, uh, I'm 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 locked on. You know, fantasy football beginning, and uh, you know, Labor Day is coming. And you know, the best way to spend all of that time is with it, one hand with a built bar. Another with your phone where you're betting online and in the passenger seat while someone else is safely driving. Do you bet on preseason football, by the way, or is that I it, do, do you not because I'm not a moron. <laughs> no. There's so no. many degenerates out there, man. No. Like if you're betting I do on not because I'm not a moron. I'm not gonna bet on like the guy who's gonna be working at Applebee's <laughs> next week in the fourth quarter being the tight end. No. All right, we're done. I love you, brother. Thank you so much, man. That was Casey Stern. Follow Appreciate him on you, Twitter bro. at Casey Stern. Follow me. Dog Surf Rocho is my handle. And Locked on Dubs is the handle for the show. Peace, everyone.